Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org lost. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. All right, friends, you are in for a treat today. And I kind of mean that literally. I'm trying to be punny. I should probably stop. Uh, My friend Emily Hutchinson is joining me on the show today. She is sharing her story. She has a book that literally just came out. uh, And she is a baker. She has been on the Hallmark Channel sharing her techniques. And she also has a really impactful, powerful story. And the way that baking and this craft of baking really weaves into all of that is so inspiring and encouraging. And so if you are going through any difficult time or or, you know, maybe uh, facing a challenge in your life or going through grief or trying to find your passion through and purpose in the midst of your pain, this episode and this conversation is going to bless your life and hopefully encourage you in many ways, as well as inspire you to really get back to those things that you love, that you are good at, um, and that might uh, have a new sense of purpose after you walk through the pain that you might currently be walking through. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Emily Hutchinson. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Emily, welcome to the She Podcast. Hi, Jordan. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we are so excited to have you on. I've had a chance to check out your Instagram and I'm like, I love it. It's so sweet, literally. (laughs) I love that you love to bake and all that you do. Oh, so delicious. I love it. It's like brings me so much joy. Yeah, I love it. Well, I think it's really fun and it's unique. We haven't had anyone who, um, does this craft on the show. So I thought this is really, really fun. Um, but before we dive in, I thought it might be fun to start with just a fun question and learn a little bit more about you and what kind of stuff you like and what kind of treats you like. So when it comes to baking, what is your favorite thing to bake as a baker? Okay. My favorite, my specialty is buttercream frosted sugar cookies. That's, that's the jam for me. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing. I love sugar cookies. I think it's like, I think what I love about sugar cookies is that it's not too much going on. You know what I mean? It's, I just, I've always loved them. It was my favorite thing to get with my grandma when we'd go to the mall when I was a little kid. We would go to the little cookie counter that was at the, at the big mall she would take me to and I would get sugar cookies. So I'm right there oh, with you. I mean, I don't bake them. But. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'd love to try yours sometime. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. But um, anyway, so tell me a little bit, you know, about where your passion for baking started. Is this something that you always wanted to do? Is this something that you've done for a long time? Like, just tell me a little bit of the background that created this passion for baking. 
So my love for baking really started when I was a little girl. I was about six and I started baking with my grandma. She was the most phenomenal baker Hmm. that, I mean, like everything, like, you know, when you talk about like, oh, you know, my grandma made that it's, she was Hmm. just everything. And she taught me how to bake pies, different breads. And, and of course she taught me how to make cookies. Mm. And so she taught me how to, you know, the basics, like how to crack eggs and measure flour and just all the really important skills. And she just was such a great teacher for me. And she was so patient. And, Mm. and that's where my love for, for baking really started to develop. Mm. I love that you have that story with your grandmother. I can relate to that a lot. My grandmother and I were very close growing up, actually both grandmothers, but, um, I literally, like I just shared, would go get cookies with my grandma or we'd get those pretzels Mm -hmm. in the mall. You know what I'm talking about? The Ben's, um, like the soft pretzels that they sometimes will have in a mall. I remember that so clearly. So I love that that's kind of where your passion for this started. That's really, really sweet. Um, so I know a little bit of your story and I want to just kind of walk and dive into it a little bit. Um, so that's where your passion started. Were you just baking ever since then, or did you bake for a while and then stop? Or like, tell me a little bit of the journey. What, from what I know, there was a point where you stopped baking for a little while. So kind of walk me through that part and maybe why. So, you know, I, I was about 12 years old and my grandma was fighting cancer and sadly she lost her battle and 12 was a really impressionable age for me. And I, I, you know, I still kind of baked once in a while, like for the holidays and stuff, but it was, it it wasn't the same after that. And I kind of pushed it aside. Hmm. And so, um, baking kind of took a back burner and I didn't really pick it up very much after she passed away. Hmm. Makes complete sense. I feel like that almost makes it like a joyful thing has become a hard thing in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Hmm. So along the way, I know you met your husband. <laughs> yeah, you, so can you take me into that part of the story and even maybe a little bit of what happened to your family in 2008? Yes. Yeah, so so I'll fast forward to that part, you know, um growing into an adult and then um I have I had two kids, um Nick and Reese, and that was with my previous relationship. It it didn't work out, but then I met my husband Mike. And, um, a few years later, we decided to have a child of our own and, um, we were like, okay, three kids. That's perfect. We have Nick and Reese. And then, you know, our third was Jenny that we had together and she just completely like solidified our family. Right. We were like a unit, you know, when she was born and we just, we loved on her so much. She, she was just perfect in every way. And, um, in 2008, she passed away um, from SIDS when she was two and a half months old. And it, it, it was so hard for us because they called it SIDS because she didn't choke or, or she didn't suffocate mm. or, um, she, you know, she didn't have like a heart defect or anything. She just didn't wake up. And it was so hard for us to even mm. wrap our head oh ar- around the fact that that can happen. Yeah, And it, it was like a devastating thing that, you know, my, other two kids, they were super little, but they witnessed it and like CPR and, you know, the cops coming and oh all gosh. that stuff. They were there through all that. And mm. it was so, so painful. Oh, I and can only imagine. It, it, it was, it, it was just like beyond devastating. And mm. you never think, you know, something like that can happen to me. Mm. And, and, 
that really left us like completely beyond broken. We didn't, we didn't have any foundation of faith at all. It Mm. it was like, we were just really stuck. Like, what do you do after that? Like, how do you go on living without one of your kids? Right. Right. Oh my goodness. And so it was, it was really the darkest part of our life. And, and, you know, losing a child is something that, it just feels like your heart is physically broken. Mm. And, and, you know, me and Mike and the kids were just basically trying to survive together. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, in the midst of our grief, Mike and I decided to get pregnant, like right away. And Mm. so, um, our son, Mikey was born one year and 10 days after we had lost Jenny. And, um, I mean, we weren't going to have, you know, we were going to have three kids and then we lost Jenny. And then mm-hmm. we have this, you know, sweet baby boy, Mikey, that we never would have had. Yeah. And so, um, he was such a blessing and, you know, he made us so happy and, you know, my kids, obviously your kids are such a joy and they're the mm-hmm. reason why you get up every day. But, you know, I still had such a hole in my heart mm-hmm. and, and I, I just like was really feeling half alive and stuck in my life. And, mm-hmm. um, there was just something missing. And so it's just something that it's really hard to to describe. And, and especially since, you know, um, like I said, I didn't have like a strong foundation of faith or anything. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like you, you have no hope. Right. And, and so, um, I, I do yeah. remember everyone kept telling me how strong we were. And mm. I was just like, oh, if you only knew, like yeah. I, I am drowning, I'm struggling. And so um, a few years after Mikey was born, friends of ours invited us to our church and something incredible happened that day. It was like God met us right where we were at mm. and, and like the healing process had finally began. It was um, so we, we started attending church regularly and our church does this incredible outreach. It's actually, um, we're, my husband and I are going to be doing it tomorrow, but, um, it's called iHeart and, um, they paint schools and clean up parks and, um, just really love on the community for a week, um, out of the summer. Mm. And that completely hooked us. Cause we were like, okay, we can see you know, what God wants us to do. We can see a bigger picture and helping people. We could, we were like finally finding hope and and purpose um, after we lost her Hmm. for the first time. Hmm. I can, wow. I, first of all, I am so sorry to hear that you went through this, but I also love that that's where, you know, in this place, I love that you just described it as like, you know, we wanted to get pregnant again and we were doing these things and yet there was still this just deep hole and that was actually yeah. going to be my next question is like where did that healing process kind of begin do you feel like that's what really helped fill that hole you know so I just I love that you shared that because I think sometimes we forget that until we're faced with something that really makes us face it thank you to Grove for sponsoring this episode Small changes really do add up. There are a few simple swaps you can make in your home to say goodbye to single-use plastic with sustainable swaps from Grove. By now, you know how much we love Grove Collaborative, the online marketplace that delivers all natural home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. I had no idea that a simple change to my toweling in my kitchen could be so easy. Grove's sustainable swap set has everything you need to get started, such as a bamboo straw set, reusable sandwich and snack bags, a reusable glass hand soap dispenser, and a walnut scrubber sponge. And for a limited time, my listeners get all of this for free with your first purchase from Grove. Join me and the thousands of others who are helping the environment with Grove's sustainable swaps. 
Now for a limited time, listeners who go to grove.co slash she get the Grove Sustainable Swap Set free with purchase. Plus, you'll get free shipping and a free 60-day VIP trial. Go to grove.co slash she for this exclusive offer. Again, that's grove.co slash she. Yes, I mean, the healing process definitely started when we started going to church. And um, it really wasn't until we, you know, shifted our eyes away from just everything else and towards Jesus that mm. um, that things really started to change for me. And I was like, okay, I, I'm going to do what I love. I'm going to, I'm going to live my life for my family. And I started baking again. Mm. I got back in the kitchen mm. and I realized how much I missed it. You know, it was like, um, it, it was something that, you know, was so important to me growing up and I, I just lost it. And then I found it again. Hmm. What did it feel like that first time you began baking after those years of grieving and trying to kind of find your place? How long was it from the time that you experienced that loss to when you got back in the kitchen? And then what was that feeling like the first time? Um, it was the feeling the first time when I started baking was just like calm and peace. And it was like, okay, like, you know, is it, this feels good to me. This is bringing me joy. This is making me happy. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was like, um, I, I started, um, you know, I do cookies and frost them with buttercream, but I started making, um, uh, the cookie tutorials online and mm. no one else was doing like the videos with buttercream and stuff. They were more doing the Royal icing and, and they, the videos started going viral and I was like, okay, you know, this, mm. this is something that I can do. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, um, it was like, um, you know, I started sharing my story like on my blog and I had a lot of people reach out and they were just inspired and they, and they were like, you know, I, I follow you and I love your cookies. And then I heard your story and, you know, this is what I went through. And, you know, I started connecting with people that way. And, and I, I can tell you that that process for me healing was, was so important in my journey mm-hmm. because, um, it, it helped me so much to, to see how I could turn my pain into a purpose and how I could help people. Hmm. I love that. I love that so much because I think it's funny how these things that we never expected to step into almost, you know, can sometimes be birthed out of a place of pain or struggle or grief. Mm -hmm. And so, so did you begin with blogging and video? Is that where you started online? Yeah, that's where I started online. And then, um, I started doing like, you know, I do, I talked about the flower cookies, but Mm -hmm. then, then the Hallmark channel found me and home and family was like, we, we would love to have you come and teach how to, you know, decorate cookies on TV. And I was like, okay, I've been praying about this. I'm really scared. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And so, um, you know, that was a couple of years ago. And, um, it's, it's funny because, you know, with all that, really exciting stuff that was happening to me. I was still, I was still like, okay, should I be doing this? Am I qualified? I really let self doubt creep in. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't go to like a Bible college and, you know, I have not read the Bible 50 times and, you know, should I be offering inspiration and advice and encouragement to people? You know, am I qualified to be doing that? That's what I was going to say. I was like, you know, I feel like, 
you know, obviously when you start something, I'm sure it wasn't like two weeks later, the Hallmark Channel was calling and things were going viral, right? right? How many, I, I want to yeah. know like how many years from when you put your first video online and just started to tiptoe into that to when that call came and when those opportunities happened? What was the timeline? Do you remember? Um, I want to say like seven years. Okay, I let's just say. park here for a second. Seven years, people. <laughs> I know. I, see, I think that's what we sometimes forget. And I love touching on the, the part of the journey where you started from a place of, okay, I'm going to do something that lights my heart on fire and that I feel passionate about and that gives me calm and peace in the midst of grief. And then it was like, I love that there were so many little steps I bet along the way from, you know, that choice to then I'm going to so show somebody else how to do this and learn how to make a video and then putting that online and then continuing to steward that and then seeing that teaching online begin to pick up traction and then to be willing to be vulnerable with your story in the midst of teaching a tangible skill right and then continuing right. to steward and steward and show up and try and teach and learn and serve eventually came these new opportunities and really the uh, the ability to even have your message heard by so many more. And I, I, I often talk about imposter syndrome. So this is really why I wanted to touch on this here because I mean, like you said, I didn't feel qualified. I felt like, how am I, you know, did you ever, I, I'm sure, you know, I think it's hard when we are inspiring anyone or when we're, when we're sharing our story, but it's also, I think somewhat sometimes like, well, I don't have a certification in baking or I don't right. have a, you know, whatever yep. the, the skill is and also whatever the medium is and what kind of impact we might be given to have and it, we're maybe called to have, we can easily begin to look at that and feel well, do I really belong here? Like, was this for me? Maybe I'm in the wrong spot, you know, and totally overthink that. And I'm really right. glad that you shared that part because it, I think we often hear the like start and then the big opportunity, but there's so many right. years and so much growth in between and healing in between and, and processing in between that happens that really makes something even possible and actually probably qualifies you in ways that you didn't even realize. Absolutely. I like you. I mean, I didn't go to pastry school. Like I have a background in my grandma, you know, totally. <laughs> like, like, so I, you know, I, I definitely like struggled with that for a while. And, um, you know, it's funny, I was having a conversation with my husband years ago and I was like, honey, you know, am I qualified to be doing this? Am I, am I, you know, should I, you know, I have such a huge platform and, you know, is this right for me? And he just grabbed my face and he was like, honey, out of everything you have gone through, you are the most qualified. And, um, you know, the next, you know, I prayed about it in the next day on the radio, I was listening to the end of this, um, sermon and it, uh, he, he ended it with God doesn't call on the qualified. He qualifies the called. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. There's a confirmation mm -hmm. that God has me on the right path. Mm -hmm. And, it's funny because I'll talk about this story and, you know, I shared this with my husband and stuff like that. And he was like, honey, I don't even remember saying that. And I was like, see, that's why, you know, your words are so important to hmm. speak life to people because you might not even remember like how much you impact someone. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah. And how much you can actually hurt someone if you're not using your words for life too. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, it's Absolutely. Just a good gut check for all of us, how like much power our words actually have. So I'm glad. And I love that he had such an influence too on how almost like God speaking through him to affirm you, you know, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm curious, you mentioned how you started sharing your story online and people, people really responded to that, you know, and really s reacted to that. So I'm curious if you want to dive a little bit more into 
how did they react to your vulnerability of sharing your your pain and your experience did they start opening up about their stories did they share your story like what was the what was the experience like that with or with that especially the first time that you put it out oh i ha- you know i prayed about it for a long time and um i i asked um someone that i um really you know confide into and, and respect and i said you know i'm gonna, i'm about to po- post my story on my blog. And I, and I really talk a lot about Jesus and what the Lord's done for us. And she was like, well, you know, are you sure you want to, you know, put it all out there? And, you know, because there's like a lot of, you know, maybe Christian bands that don't say, you know, Hey, I love Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and they're heard by a lot of, you know, other radio stations. And I was like, you know what? I just feel like I wouldn't be doing my story and, and Jenny any justice if I didn't talk about like, how we healed the whole story. (laughs) And so after I published my blog, um, I, I got, um, a lot of really good feedback and a lot of messages, but one really stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a young girl and she had had a miscarriage and she turned away from God and she, you know, she followed me and, and loved my work, but then she read my story and she was like, I, it just changed me that day. And that next Sunday I packed up my kids and we went down to church and now I'm expecting another baby and Mm -hmm. I have an incredible relationship with God. And I was like, you know, that's what it is for me is that, you know, that life change. Yeah. I love that. I think there's this power and you can show up with your craft. This is something that I was talking a lot about because, you know, we can go into all these different spaces and industries, right? Whether it's, um, baking or, you know, whatever our industry is and whatever our work medium is. And we can show up unapologetically with that. That doesn't mean we have to force it on people. That doesn't mean we have to Mm -hmm. preach at them. But I think sometimes we're told this message of like, oh, no, hide that part of you if you want to be successful. And I'm like, well, then I wouldn't be showing up as all of me. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean I have to push it or force it or preach it at you 24-7 or judge you if you don't agree with me. But I'm not going to – I'm not doing – my whole story, my life, or this experience and testimony that I have any justice by being like, ooh, I could risk like offending someone. It's like, that's that's not my problem. <laughs> it's like, and my goal here is not yeah. to, you know, um, make you can't make everybody like you. And so it's like, well, what if I just showed up unapologetically as who I am as a total person, not as a perfect person, not as a perfect Christian, not as somebody who thinks they're better mm-hmm. than you, literally just with like, hey, this guides my decisions in my business. This guides the way I heal, the way I operate, the way I handle trauma, the way I handle finances, whatever it is that, that you're talking about. And so I love that you were just kind of unapologetic with that part of your story. Um, and I think it's, you know, that it really shows the power of story too. I think we can get so focused and even put so much pressure on us that we have to somehow like convince people or change people or get them to believe what we believe. But I think when we own our story and we just tell stories, that resonates on such a deeper level. And it's such a powerful tool that we have. And it's the reason we get to, we have the privilege of walking through things that even sometimes seem like the worst things ever because they can be used for good. Like pain can be used for such Mm. a bigger purpose, you know? Oh, I have, I have chills right now, girl. I am like shaking my head up Mm. and down like, amen. Yes, Mm. exactly. Like, exactly. Mm. I love that. Can you tell me or, or maybe tell us and tell the listeners, what would you tell someone going through grief and trauma or, you know, maybe a similar experience or just a really painful experience in this exact moment? You know, it's, it's hard because life is hard and we're all going to go through really hard 
terrible, you know, debilitating, awful, devastating things at some point in our life. It, we're just going to, no matter, it, no one's exempt from that, no matter what you believe. And I know what it's like to, you know, walk in the dark without the Lord and um, walking in the light with him. It, it, it means that, you know, yes, bad stuff is going to happen, but it means that you're going to have strength to get through it. And, um, I mean, for me, I would say cling to the Lord. I would mm. say, um, you know, he will give you strength to get through it. And, um, I, I know that, you know, there, there might be some bad things that could happen to me one day, but I know that, you know, with the strength that God's going to give me, I know I'll be able to get through it because I, I, I almost didn't get through it, you know, mm. when, when we lost Jenny, cause we didn't have any faith at all. It was, it was really, really, really hard. Mm. That's so powerful and so simple and so powerful. So thank you for sharing that. All right, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here, and I want to end on kind of a fun note. <laughs> um, what are three pro tips that you would give women who love to bake in the kitchen or want to improve their baking skills? Okay, so before I give any pro tips, I have I have like the perfect um, – way to teach anyone how to decorate because I have a new, <laughs> I have a book that is coming out October 15th and it's called creative cookie decorating. So you can pre-order now, but, um, Perfect. you want to start if, if I'm going to give anyone any tips before my book comes out, um, I would say start with your favorite sugar cookie, make it thick and um, your buttercream, you want it to be nice and smooth. And so you don't want to over whip your buttercream. Hmm. And um, what else? Um, anything, anything that's sweet and delicious is going to make people happy. Hmm. I mean, you just have to start, you just have to start somewhere. So hmm. cookies are a really beautiful, perfect way to start baking. Easy because they're individual servings. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Well, where can everyone find your book? Where, where is it available? Where will they be able to get it? They can pre-order from Amazon. Where can they find it if they want to learn even more? You can pre-order on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or Target online right now. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited. And Congrats, I mean, it's, girl, writing a book is no small feat. Let me tell you, <laughs> you know, Oh man, <laughs> it's like, I just, I just can't even believe I get to like, I get to share my story in it too. I just can't believe it's like triumph in the kitchen hmm. and, you know, in the book. And I just, I'm so excited that I get to share it with everybody well, and share my passion. Yes. Well, we are thankful that you are sharing it with us too, and that you've really found such a creative and fun and life-giving way that serves others to really turn your pain into a passion and use it for a bigger purpose. So mm -hmm. Emily, thank you so much for sharing your story and your heart and your awesome kick butt cookie tips on the She Podcast. I know this is going to bless so many people. Where can they follow you on Instagram? I'm going to send them your way. <laughs> Follow me on the Hutch Oven. The Hutch Oven. All right. The we Hutch will, Oven. We will be linking it. <laughs> Emily, thanks so much, girl. Thanks so much, Jordan. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content, and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. 
I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.